0: Hello everyone and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Breaking Bread. Uh, We have something really interesting for you today. I'm your host Liam. Uh, Thursday just gone, which was the 21st of November, for anyone listening a little bit in the future. Not obviously, the future. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Uh, yeah, so the 21st of November was a very special day. It was Beaujolais Day, which is a very special day for you. Wine lovers out there, Um, Carver's mega excited as you're hearing the episode. Uh, We go into it in the episode, so I'm not really going to get into it here. But it's a type of red wine, there's a big race to get the first bottle and obviously it can't be sold before the 21st of November, so it makes a good little day. And our friends at Little Blackwood, obviously always doing something unique and exciting. They've done a very special dinner where they cooked a special four different game courses and then a a dessert, obviously no game and a dessert. (laughs) Then they paired all five courses with five different Beaujolais wines. So, it was fairly unique and exciting, obviously, in keeping with Ben's philosophy and the little Blackwood way. And Ben got in touch with us a few weeks ago and he told us all about it and obviously seen uh, mainly Carl's enthusiasm for it and it might be a nice idea to record an actual podcast live from the dinner table. So, with very little convincing, we thought, "Well, we'll give it a go." So, we're not really sure how how it's going to work out. I've listened back to it. I think it's quite fun. I think I think it's it is what it's meant to be. It's a bit of fun and not really meant to be taken seriously. I've unedited it on purpose. I want to keep as much of the background noise in as possible. Um, I think the whole point of the... Well, one of the nicest parts of the evening was the whole atmosphere of the dining room, so hopefully I've captured a little piece of that. Yeah, so it is noisy. Um, There are highs and lows, and it's a bit rough and ready, but, you know, it is what it is, and that's kind of what we were going for, so hope you enjoy it. Obviously... Food's a very visual thing and you'll hear us talking a lot about the wines and the colours of the wines and the taste of the food and you'll hear us <laughs> enjoying it, but obviously it's really a visual thing, so it's quite difficult over audio, but it's a bit of fun and it might work, it might not, I'm not sure, we'll see how we go, uh, we'll put all the pictures of the food and every dish and all the wines and everything on our show notes, which can be found at blog. So head over there if you want to see kind of what we're talking about. We'll get them up in the next few days. I've rushed to get this episode out as fast as possible because I think we want to capture up, capture the kind of essence of the day and while it's still fresh, you know, so. Obviously goes right saying a massive thank you to Ben, Sophia and all the staff at Little Blackwood. They look terrified. Well, apart from Ben. Ben loved it when the mic was near him, but poor sophia and the staff did not want to be anywhere near this microphone <laughs> which some people it, it has that effect on them so yeah but i really loved it carl really enjoyed himself and yeah we're really grateful to everyone at little blackwood for let get us in to do this because it was just a lot of fun so yeah hope you all enjoy here we go like that
1: right, this is Carl. Yeah, believe it or not, I am here. I've been a bit busy. So I'm looking at the menu over it now. We've got pigeon, rabbit, partridge, venison, and then a cracking-looking pudding of polenta, mango, and coconut. I'm most looking forward to the partridge, I think, although I'd really love pigeon, but partridge being bacon, that's just awesome. Great combo. Was it you're looking forward to the most, Liam?
0: Probably the same, but maybe a bit bit of venison. I do love venison. Obviously, um, I guess it's a shallot red wine sauce. So that'd be a banger, I think.
1: Obviously, I'm looking forward to all the wine. (laughs) Properly looking forward to it all. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Normally get a couple of bottles in from Connollys or something like that in the house. So hopefully still got some left. I'll go up on Saturday and get some.
0: When did you first get into it?
1: Uh, I got into it in Japan like i'd always heard about it and never paid too much attention but japan are like the first country because of where they're situated on the planet they get that day before france so loads of people in japan for some reason are absolutely mad on it like they baff in it and stuff like that like every single bar and pub on that day had notices up and wine i mean we're in like their version of o'neill's for example and they've got it on, just like a big list of all the different ones they've got. It's really impressive. The Japanese take it so seriously. Well into it.
0: <laughs> We've we pretty much just done a podcast, just sitting there chatting. <laughs> that, that, I should have. I was, that's what I thought. I, was like, I should have definitely recorded this. Um, so I am here at the minute in Little Blackwood, obviously, with Harry and Danny from Beef on Block. Obviously, you've seen them on Twitter. Hello. 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 <laughs> so, what are you most excited about tonight? Well, all the game. All oh, the game.
2: And the red wine as well. We're starting with a beer right now, trying to
3: pace ourselves, aren't we? I think the venison looks quite nice. <laughs> <good. laughs> I don't actually know a lot of what's actually on this menu, so be interested to see what actually anything is.
0: Have you liked have you had much game? <laughs>
3: No, I'm not experienced in games, <laughs> I wouldn't say I've got much experience, but it does look delicious, and I trust everything Ben does. So. Yeah, true.
0: Well, you know your way around beef anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah,
3: if it was beef, then, then I know what I'm doing, but uh, pulled shoulder of venison I don't have much experience with. Is
0: it a rare, rare night off for you guys?
2: Yeah, actually, because it's got a bit quiet now that we're in Christmas <laughs> period, we get to actually go out and enjoy food now rather than just cooking all the time at home.
0: That's one of the bonuses. You get, I don't suppose you get many days off doing what you do. Yeah,
2: this, this summer has been mental. Like, it was mental. August, I think we were doing, like, four to five events a week. So I was eating, like, McDonald's on the way home. It was so bad.
0: That's what most chefs do. so
2: bad. All that good food, all the chefs around you. I'm eating McDonald's.
0: I heard a podcast with someone from uh, Salt in Michelin-style restaurant in Stratford. And they were saying, it's obvious most chefs obviously finish b- when most of the other places are closed. So we're going to McDonald's on the way home.
2: Honestly, over. that's what you eat. So bad. I've even like started adding like extra cheese on my cheeseburgers to mix it up. It's so bad.
0: They, they know you already when you're coming. <laughs>
2: yeah, my order. <laughs>
0: uh, where's the best place we could find you? Obviously, Dig With Dines.
2: Yeah, so we do a um, bit in Leicester, Canteen. Uh, we're, next year we're at Baltic Market um, for eight weeks. Residency starting in, is it end of March, Harry?
3: Uh, start of March. Start of it's March,
2: three. we're there for eight weeks. Obviously we'll be at Pedlar and Bustler next year as well. Um, do a lot of the um, external events at Digbeth Dining Clubs like Shrewsbury. Um, where else do we do? Bromsgrove, Longbridge. I think I've known them all. Harry's just looking at me a little (laughs) bit delirious.
0: (laughs) Harry's like, What do you want from me?
2: Oh, that's at Warwick University, which we're there next Wednesday. So every two weeks they run that one at the university.
0: That'd be a good one. You
2: kids have got money. Like, where have they got money to spend (laughs) £10 on steak and chips? I'm like, What? (laughs) It's mad.
0: Awesome, well, look out for the amazing van. What van is it? Quickly, I can't let you go back talking I quickly.
2: Always say it, I always say it wrong. It a, it's, a, it's a
3: Peugeot J7 Betelere, but, it, but that is as far as our knowledge of vintage vans goes. <laughs> I've just learned that, that's all. 1970 something. 76, I think.
2: 76. Yeah.
0: Looks good and it's full of trouble. That's all you <laughs> know. <laughs> it
2: drives, yeah. yeah. It
1: drives
0: like awesome, thanks, guys. Thank you.
1: Right, the first course has just come out with the wine as well. So we've got starter of pigeon, fig and blackberry. Uh, it's a pigeon, wood pigeon with a beetroot puree, pickled beetroot, dried fig and blackberries. Um, the wine I've already had a sneaky taste of. The wine's amazing. Um, Liam, how do you think yours looks?
0: Yeah, it looks incredible. Pigeon's perfect. Like, don't want it any more well done than that. I can't wait. I can't wait any longer. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so we've just finished our first course there, the pigeon with fig and blackberry. I thought it was incredible. What would you think, Carl?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Really, really nice. The pigeon was like, power. Like the, the cooking's always going to be perfect. When you look at it, this place, you look at the menu, you know whatever you get going to be cooked well. But yeah, really nice. Uh, the pickled beer was nice. The puree was really good it's not wrote down on the menu but i did ask him just like there's a little yogurt with it that had loads of like spices in it that was underneath and that was that really helped i think
0: yeah, i thought the yogurt was really good could have done with maybe a little bit more yogurt i think maybe just a bit more the black brew was nice i like the sharpness of the blackberry with the uh, the meat
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's perfect how was the wine the wine's great mate as i said one of my favorite times of year this is like it's another christmas for me but now the wine's superb.
0: I wish you could see how happy this fella is here. Now. <laughs> He's so happy. As he takes another big swig of wine. <laughs> it's a hard life. It's how did the wine go with the dish?
1: Yeah, perfect. Not too strong. Well, it's strong enough. It holds up to the pigeon. because It's a 2 2016 wine, which is relatively old for Beaujolais wine. So you need something a bit more robust to go with the pigeon. But I think as we move on, especially when we get the rabbit and the partridge, he's gone a bit lighter.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one already. I can't wait to see. Yeah,
1: the next one we've got a uh, rabbit wrapped in parma ham, uh, rabbit croquet and carrot puree and a rabbit consomme. I can't wait to try the rabbit consomme. That's going to be really good.
0: It's something I've not had before.
1: No, I've never had a rabbit one, though. No. Awesome. Right the rabbit's just turned up and I can tell you it smells absolutely amazing and I'm also over the moon there's more rabbit croquette than anything else because that's got to be good. The wine as well the wine's just come out it's a white Beaujolais which I'd to be honest I'd be perfectly honest I didn't even know they did a white Beaujolais but so different tasting it's like a very light Chardonnay but it's really really good stuff.
0: Yeah, it smells incredible. I'm really looking forward to this dish. And you're right about the uh, the croquette.
1: I'm eating it, Norman.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Good. I'm going for it. I'm going for it.
1: Right. So that's the rabbit course out of the way. Absolutely phenomenal. That rabbit croquette, I could have, oh. It's one of the best things I've eaten in a long time, the rapid croquette. And the wine goes perfectly with it again. Like the pairings of the food tonight—we're really, really lucky to be here tonight. We're definitely getting something special, ain't we?
0: Yeah, it's amazing. That rabbit dish was incredible. Them, them, cro- them croquettes—I could just eat a load of them. <laughs> yeah. They were unbelievable. Yeah, there was a little salty hit from the parma ham. Um, do you think one of the? Sorry. <laughs> Did you, what did you think of the, did you think the wine, if you used the red one, would have been more overpowering or?
1: No, no, for the type of dish it was, very light dish, rabbit, carrot, rabbit's a very delicate flavour anyway, so you need something really light to go with it, so... I'm just happy to have tried a white Beaujolais because I didn't even know it existed.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying if, if it was a normal red Beaujolais, would it, do you think it would have overpowered it?
1: Uh, no, nah, because Beaujolais is quite light anyway, so I think it would have still worked, but this works better.
0: That's just me showing again how much I know about Beaujolais.
1: <laughs> you don't need to know a lot, mate. Just remember, it's a light wine, that's it. It's very light in flavour.
0: You're the alcohol side of this operation. We know that.
1: I wonder where you go when you said you're the alcohol <laughs> side of this.
0: Was <laughs> there much you'd improve, or
1: mate? There's not a thing I'd improve so far. Not a thing.
0: be fantastic. It's doing well. It's so the first. Have you ever been to one of these game evenings before?
1: No, no, no. I obviously I eat a lot of game. Like if I see, like on this, this pigeon, rabbit, partridge, pheasant. If I see that on any menu, I normally order at least one of them
0: definitely it's that time of year as well it's perfect for uh, autumn
1: yeah it's the right time cold days something gamey something nice got that warm sort of earthy feel to it
0: I think it's made everyone happy the whole restaurant's happy everyone's uh, uh, everyone
1: does, everyone's really happy the restaurant's full like people are smiling the wine seems to be going down a treat as well
0: Sophia's smiling <laughs>
1: Sorry, always smiling mate Right, partridge has just turned up along with the wine. The wine is—I'm going to say—oh, it's gorgeous. It's a lot stronger than I was expecting, but it's really, really nice. And the dish looks unbelievable. Don't you agree, Liam?
0: Yeah, this is the one we were both picked out at the start, wasn't it? Looks incredible. I didn't realise it was Hasselback potatoes. I've been wanting to try Hasselback potatoes for ages. Done it. Nah, I never tried. Really easy to do.
1: Really easy,
0: like painfully yeah. easy. Nah, I never tried them. I, I must make them. You just
1: need patience, mate. That's all you need for it. I like it. It's therapeutic making Hasselbacks. I've got
0: loads of patience. <laughs> 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 yeah, but this looks, looks incredible. The, the vibrancy of the peas, the pea puree. Yeah, it looks incredible. What's the little white? Le- Little onion, is it? Oh, oh shallot? Oh, no.
1: Baby onion.
0: Baby onion.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man.
0: Carl's dribbling. It's happy again. I'm
1: a happy boy. <laughs>
0: right, then, let's see.
1: Right, that's the partridge, pea and bacon done. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. What do you think, Liam?
0: yeah that was good that that was one we were looking forward to before we started and it didn't disappoint no
1: it's no. cooked perfectly absolutely cooked perfectly
0: some of us done better with the bones than than others i've never seen anyone demolish. i thought he was gonna eat the bones
1: mate you can't eat partridge like legs if you with a knife and fork I'm watching you try and do it looked all you're not even gonna put your back out <laughs> <laughs> Get your fingers involved mate
0: <laughs> That uh, superb, and uh, I wasn't disappointed by them hassle pack potatoes. They were exactly as I thought they'd be. Absolutely stunning.
1: Can't believe you. that's the first time you've tried them. Next, if you come over to mine for dinner, I'll cook your hassle potatoes, put it that way.
0: How did the wine go with it?
1: Really nice. The wine's quite strong, actually. It's a lot stronger than I thought it would be. It's like flavour wise.
0: Partridge can kind of stand up to that kind of thing, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it can do, especially cooked well. When it's cooked well, it can stand up to most things.
0: Which it was cooked well.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's so hard to get it right because so, it's so easy to overcook as well.
0: It's the first time we have seen ben, uh, Chef Ben Taylor sweating today.
1: Yeah, he looked pretty happy about the uh, hard work he put in for that dish, and he did look hard work.
0: Definitely, I couldn't imagine doing that, especially for, I don't know, 20 people, I think.
1: Yeah, I think there's 20 covers tonight and now.
0: Yeah, so not an easy, not an easy one that one partridge. But yeah, can't remember last time I've had partridge. That was delicious though. It's one of my favourites as well, partridge.
1: Yeah, it's really, really nice, especially for this amount to cook it. That there's twenty people, it's all half a roast partridge, so it's all on the bone. Different parts of it cooking at different times. Really impressive.
0: Big portions. (laughs) We've still got the venison and the dessert, so I think we're going to be stuffed.
1: I know, yeah, I ain't going to have to go Shirley K on the way home.
0: <laughs> Definitely not going to have to go Shirley K on the way home.
1: <laughs> right, the venison shoulder has just turned up. So we've got pulled venison shoulder, roast and a bourguignon sauce. It looks absolutely fantastic, Like properly impressive. Uh, the wine's here, let me try it. oh that's nice it's a bit sweeter than the other ones certainly more of a more of what I'd call a modern Beaujolais so 2019 so it's is this year so a couple of them we've had so far in fact this is the first one of this year we've got looking at the dates but now it's absolutely oh it's really nice actually and I cannot wait to start this dinner as soon as Liam gives me my dinner back anyway with his lights and his cameras. We'll get there, we'll get there. So Liam, you think it looks good?
0: Yeah, mate, what a showstopper like this. Definitely looks like the main event here now. Do love venison as well. It's the smell, that smell is driving me mad. You can smell it around the whole restaurant. Yeah, you can smell it before it came out. It was really good. Incredible. Wow, what a dish, man. That was absolutely stunning. Stunning. Slow-cooked venison. will just give it a second. Let all the laughing die down. Everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah, slow-cooked venison with the slow-cooked shallot. We just asked him how it was made. I'm definitely gonna try it at home. So basically, you yeah, seal it in a pan and then, quote, Stick in a shitload of butter, <laughs> and then stick it in the oven, a bit of thyme, a bit of garlic. Unbelievable, unbelievable. What do you think?
1: Blown away mate, blown away. That shallot was unreal. What's wrong? i
0: just trying
1: to look at right. Uh, yeah, the shallot was, oddly enough, the shallot and the, oh, mate, I'm literally trying to get my breath back how good that was. Big pile of pulled venison shoulder like of little diced carrots and herbs in it the roast light as we were saying that was unreal you get a bit of that with each bit of meat oh done mate tonight's unreal
0: it's just food that makes you happy and that kind of stuff like especially today's freezing cold coming here nice warm restaurant everyone happy it's a nice slow cooked venison
1: I don't know I feel like I've just been in the forest just eating everything in the forest like alive it's amazing
0: what was the wine like with it? I'd imagine it's quite strong, full-bodied.
1: Oh yeah, no it was um, very sweet, a bit, um, a lot lighter, proper like well as I said it's a 2019 Beaujolais so very light, more like what you'd expect to get from a Beaujolais really, but really good.
0: Good, There's one of course left to go, I think the dessert. So what's been your favourite so far?
1: Uh, I'd probably say the rabbit's been my favourite so far.
0: Is that because it's the most surprising? Like you didn't expect it to be much at the start and now...
1: It's just that rabbit croquette. Absolutely blew me away.
0: Yeah, something I've never had before and it was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd had one either. I was really impressed. Looking forward to the pudding. So we've got plenty of mango and coconut. Now, I'm not a massive coconut fan. And it's got a coconut panna cotta and a coconut sorbet so i'm gonna have to play this one by ear since i'm not really into coconut that much
0: i love all of that <laughs> this is right up my street that is mango this is definitely not something i'd normally order put it that way i would <laughs> i'm well up for it how do you think the evening's gone just good oh it's
1: great well you've only got like we're sat at the bar so we got a good view of the whole restaurant Every single table, big smiley faces. People are really happy. Everyone seems to be loving the wine. Yeah, yeah. I think tonight's gone fantastic.
0: Yes, I am. I'll definitely come again.
1: Oh yeah. Any any more special nights where he's doing a load of game? Definitely put my name down.
0: It's nice to get something different. That's something you necessarily get every week. No, because
1: you you might get like the odd starter that's pigeon or the odd main that's venison. But to have pigeon, then rabbit, then partridge, then venison all on the same night—I've never had that much game other than like in a game pie before.
0: Yes, yeah, Sam, it's a real treat. What about the Beaujolais? <laughs> what do you reckon? Has it lived up to expectation? You were real excited at the start.
1: Yeah, the Beaujolais wine's been really nice. It's like proper celebration of the this time of year.
0: What's the crack of it? You can't you can't buy it all year round then. No, it's
1: made because it's quite young. It, like you can keep it, and you can have last year's or the year before that, or whatever. But it, it's like the whole race is to get that first bottle, the freshest one possible. It's only it hasn't been bottled for very long. It hasn't been made that long ago. It's relatively new in comparison to most wine would be. So it basically comes, and it's just this fantastic light bottle of wine. So it's, it's only one day you're allowed to sell it on and it's that day that like, it's released and everyone seems to want it that day. It's a thing I think it's going to get bigger and bigger because it seems to me that it was huge in like the 70s and 80s and then it sort of disappeared a bit. And I think it's really coming back into fashion now.
0: Bojolet have a vintage or anything like that?
1: Well, you've got the uh, different ages. So I think the youngest one on this menu is 2016. But that was quite wasn't too strong that one but that's the one it started off on. The next one's like a dessert Beaujolais wine so I'm really interested in that one.
0: I think maybe one day we take a trip over to France and there uh, find out more about it because it's definitely an interesting subject. Obviously I don't drink and I, don't, I never drunk red wines but it's definitely fascinated me.
1: Wine's one of them industries and areas that I mean Anyone that listens to the Chris Connolly podcast will know it's just a huge area of wine. To a point where people get like whole qualifications on it and letters after their name and there's awards for people that like smelliers and stuff like this. Like people just employed to tell you what wine to drink.
0: It's gotta be a dream job for some.
1: Oh yeah, but you know you've gotta really know your stuff. Gotta have a good knowledge. You gotta know, like, I couldn't do it. I'm too interested in just drinking, drugs. I'll have a bottle. I have to take photos of them, the bottles I like, because I'll forget otherwise.
0: You forget anyway of all of them, even if it was a bottle of beer.
1: Yeah, I've got a real bad memory. It's heavy, like, camera phones are the best thing ever for me, because I don't forget stuff anymore. i just got to look through the dates on my phone.
0: Have you enjoyed doing the podcast while we're eating? It's a bit different. At least it's fresh in our memory. <laughs>
1: yeah it's a bit of a different process isn't it because we're having to talk before the dish and then after the dish and it's good because when we normally talk about it i'm trying to remember what we had whereas this time i've just fucking eaten it so i remember what i had
0: yeah normally we're doing it like a couple of weeks or even a month after so it's nice to have it fresh in the memory this all came about because it was all ben's idea really ben just messaged just out the blue he said i'm doing this um night would you like to come and do it do a live podcast or do something you know it sounds exciting and I thought yeah, it sounds alright but I'm really sure how it would go down and then Carl Horses in like a bus and he's like yes we are definitely doing
1: that oh yeah mate as soon as Ben messages I was like yep we're doing that 100% I can make this work one way or another
0: I think we should do a live podcast from a pop up and do like a breaking bread pop up and, and get fill the restaurant with people you cook your Mexican and then I'll go around and uh, have a chat and see what they think
1: mate it's on the cards as I said I've been working on a list of what I want to do and might be something for the future that one want to watch
0: well, obviously we'll get a little bit of practicing in about two months well exactly two months to the day, I think well, it's not far off 24th of January organized by Ben and Simon Carlo meat and one veg we are coming here to do some cooking
1: yeah, I can't wait for this proper, like... dream for me, because I always watch MasterChef. And I've always wanted to do that day where the normal people go in the kitchen for the day and they're going to do all the prep and do all the work. And I'm going to be doing it and then get rated by a load of people. And it's sold out in an hour, which I can't believe. They've had to bring in extra tables. The whole bar's going to be full. So we're looking at 30 covers for a restaurant that probably does 20 normally. So it's going to be a... Uh... Obviously, we don't know what we're cooking yet. We need to have a big talk about it and figure some stuff out. But I'm going to practice like shit, and hopefully it'll go down well.
0: Yeah, so there's five of us doing it all together. There's us two, me and Carl, and then there's Simon himself doing it, and Paul Fulford, who's the early favourite, I would say. I think the bookies would stick him as the early favourite to be the best. I think he's been secretly doing some cooking courses on the side.
1: Experience as well, that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I think mean, there's a joke about his age there somewhere, definitely the oldest. And then there's Foodie Boy, the Foodie Boys, really funny uh, blog if you get a chance, completely different to the normal stuff. So yeah, I'm really excited for it.
1: Yeah, I'm buzzing, I'm literally, I don't care if I come last or what the ratings are, I'm not, don't give a shit. I'm literally just wanting the day in the kitchen, see what a chef's life is like.
0: Do you not want to win? I want to win.
1: I would be happy, with it. I'm, mate, you know me, I'm not competitive at
0: all. I'm really competitive.
1: I'm competitive when it comes to like stuff I'm not involved in, like England in the rugby or England in like, the football and stuff like that, but that's not competitive because I'm not having to do it, but stuff I do, like I'm fairly comfortable, I, if I think it's good, it's good, if it's bad, it's bad, I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. <laughs>
0: Uh, you might do on the night i I can't wait to see you uh, a bit nervous i think it's gonna be a great night though i think as we said it's sold out so i'm not even trying to plug it
1: (laughs) no no no. well i trust i trust myself as well cooking's one of them things it's my happy place when i'm cooking i feel comfortable i'm calm i enjoy doing it so i've just got to do it on a bigger scale that's all so i'm not concerned i'm excited more than anything else
0: yeah, so if you do love Little Blackwood maybe a little bit as much as we do, you might want to get down here before the 24th of Jan because it might be closed down after that. <laughs> Reputation in tatters. Everyone to be like, that Little Blackwood's crazy. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, fair play to Ben because this is just another example of how great the bloke is. I mean, coming up with this, who else is going to let the restaurant be used like this? You know.
1: No, like His ID score is That's what I love about this place. This is why we talk about it so much because there's so much to talk about. his menu changes all the time. He does theme nights like this. They're open Christmas Day. We were chatting to the staff about that. Like he's always doing something different. There's other pop ups in the restaurant. We've got Emma from El Baracho, So that's unfortunately closed down, but she's coming in to do a pop up here. It's just an exciting place. There's always something happening.
3: Chef's here. Here he is. Chef's there. How's
0: how was it? How do you feeling? it's going on then,
3: Ben? Yeah, it's good. I think it was uh, quite enjoyable. I tried everything again, which was extra nice. Venison was lovely. Um, yeah, no, really, really good. Really well with the wines, really well, really well with the wines and the food, and thought it was all cooked nicely. The partridge even to must say so myself. I thought the partridge was cooked well. And, no, it was good. Looking forward to getting the dessert out and enjoying a glass of Beaujolais myself.
0: Glass or a bottle? <laughs>
3: bottle or two. No, it hasn't been too bad, actually, tonight. It's been quite enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, maybe just a glass tonight.
0: We were saying, it's just a really nice atmosphere around the dining room. Everyone's so happy and...
3: Yeah, we get a lot of, like, it's really good, like, people just have little tables to start talking to each other and all you need is a couple of tables in here. It. It's so small, it's just everyone just, like, bounces off each other and... Uh as I say, I, I tried to get a, a wine sommelier here to talk about the wine, but I think every wine sommelier in the country is probably doing something on the 21st of November. Uh, hence why we've just printed out the sheets to go with it. But, uh, but no, really happy, really pleased. I think everyone's enjoyed it, so can't complain. Roll on my next one. Food bloggers night. You boys are up stepping up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> to put your money where your mouth is.
0: We ju- I just, Funny enough, I just we were just talking about that. I said, if you want to get to Little Blackwood, if you love it as much as we do, Get here before the twenty fourth because yeah. after that it could be all in flames. It might be all right
3: after the twenty fourth, don't come on the twenty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> right, Cheers, Ben. All
1: right, desserts just turned up. It looks fantastic. It smells amazing. The wines here as well. Have a little taste, Hang on gonna say. Oh a dessert wine so it's very sweet very nice a little bit bitter quite orangey and peachy really really like it the pudding looks fantastic I say I am a little apprehensive because I'm not a huge coconut fan but Liam loves coconut so he's probably very excited by this
0: yeah look at it, it looks beautiful look at that panna cotta is there any any wobble yeah good wobble <laughs> looks delicious Superb.
1: Carl looks impressed. I am, for coconut, it's um, nice. The sorbet, hang on, let me try the sorbet.
0: No mandatory. His face is giving nothing away. It's not really great radio, is it, this? <laughs>
1: no, it really work too much on the radio. The sorbet, I'm um, a bit harder to eat. It's very coconut But the panna cotta and the cake, yeah, my way
0: yeah that's enough of this i've gotta get i've gotta try this i'm salivating looking at this yeah so that was the dessert <laughs> absolutely incredible i loved it loved all of it um Carl didn't think he'd like it but it seemed like he did but he passed me his uh, he passed me the sorbet which was good for me double sorbet yeah i loved it the cake was a little bit sweet but the other bits weren't too sweet which was good I love the creaminess.
1: Yeah, I, to be honest, I liked it. I didn't really like... It's not like I didn't like the coconut sorbet. It's just I'm not a huge fan of coconut, so... I was happy to pass that along. But the polenta cake and the lemongrass and coconut panna cotta was just... That was really good. Not too coconut Not too much lemongrass. Just a really nice panna cotta. But the polenta cake, like, soaked in honey and stuff. Oh, I was all over that. I could have just had a massive slice of that. That's
0: unusual, because you don't normally like sweet stuff.
1: No, but it's more like natural sweet stuff I do like. So, like, anything honey-based, I'm usually a lot happier with it. Because I do like sweet stuff. Like, ice cream's my favourite thing in the world. But, like, anything honey-based on a cake or carrot cake or just anything like that. But this pudding was nice. As I said, I gave you the coconut sorbet, but that's because it was very coconut and... You know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that.
0: Yeah, I would have been happy enough with just the panna cotta, to be honest. I thought the panna cotta was beautiful, not too sweet. Very creamy, perfect.